managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host attorney Rodney Dowell here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the On Billable Hour, a practice advisory podcast helping attorneys in their practice, especially solo or small firms. We're glad you could listen today on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Dow, Director of the Massachusetts Law Office Management Program. You can find more information about law office management and our program at the Mass Lomap blog, www.masslomap.blogspot.com, or you can contact one of the 30-plus law practice management programs operated by bar associations in the United States and Canada to get more information in your state or province. And this program note, to welcome our sponsor, the fine folks at Abacus Law. That's Abacus Law at abacuslaw.com. In this debut show, we're taking a look at how attorneys can successfully market themselves and their practice to maximize their success. After 18 years of practicing law, I was given the opportunity to start and run the Massachusetts Law Office Management Program. As both a practicing attorney and in my role consulting with attorneys to improve their practice, it has become clear to me that one of the keys for a successful attorney is the ability to market their practice. With us today to help shed some light on the art of legal marketing is Lee Rosen. Lee began his legal career in 1987 and is the founder of the Rosen Law Firm, which he founded in 1990. That's a North Carolina family law firm with 22 employees and has one of the most sophisticated and comprehensive legal marketing programs I have seen. Welcome, Attorney Lee Rosen. Hey, Rodney. It's, I'm glad you could have me. I appreciate being here, especially for your debut show. Well, thank you. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Lee, you started practicing about the same time I did in the late 1980s and started your uh, practice, or your actual Rosen Law Firm, in 1990. Right. But it's become clear that along the way, you've really mastered the art of, uh, of legal marketing, and I was very impressed with that. Uh, as you look back over the history of the Rosen Law Office, can you tell me some of the uh, critical uh, developments of your marketing program? Well, you know, it, it became pretty clear to me early on that if I didn't, no matter how good a lawyer I was, if I didn't have any clients, you know, nobody would know. And so I really wanted to have clients. I wanted to be able to, to make this whole thing work. And what, what I quickly concluded was that I only had so much time, you know, in any day, and I needed to figure out an area of the law to get good at and, and something that I could go out and market. And so I focused on family law. That was the thing that sort of attracted my attention and, and I found that I had some energy for. And it could have probably been a lot of things, but that was the thing that I focused on. And looking back on it, I think that narrow focus, picking that niche to, to spend my energy on, made all the difference in the world. I, all of my marketing efforts very quickly caused me to become known in my community as somebody that was a divorce lawyer, you know, somebody doing family law. And so all of the, all of the energy that I expended, all of the work that I did, all the communicating I did really hit the, hit the target because people very quickly came to realize I was somebody they could refer business to. Now, as you were developing that niche uh, practice, I, 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 run across a lot of attorneys who, uh, especially younger attorneys or uh, people who 
uh, are afraid of not having a general practice or a wider practice. Uh, and w- when you when you talk to attorneys, do, do you hear that kind of concerns, and how do you address that? Well, I do. I think there's a lot of anxiety, especially when you're sitting, uh, you know, in your office, and a call comes in, and somebody wants to hire you to do something that's not really your thing. It's very tough to turn away the dollars, you know, to say no, no, I can't do that. You'll need to go to somebody down the street. And so I I, I do think there's a lot of anxiety about that, but. It's just so obvious to me, and I think to most of us, that we go to the person that is the specialist. You know, if I mean, I drive a Honda, and I go to the Honda dealer, and for a while I was going to this independent guy that specialized in Hondas, and it just felt like the right thing. I have no idea if there's anything different inside my Honda than in a Cadillac, but I know that that, that dealership and that guy feels like the right place to go. And it, 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 you've, got to, you've got to have work to do. And if you stay general, what I have found in my experience is that people end up with no clients. Yeah, they're available to do anything, but they're doing nothing. And if you pick a focus, if you'll narrow it down, you'll end up with more than enough work in that narrow focused area. And would you uh, agree with me that it's probably even more important for younger attorneys to really take on a particular niche in their in their field and and try to focus on one area? Yeah, it's critical. You you when you're younger, no one knows you're out there, and so you know you you only have so much time and money to put into spreading the word, and you so you can't have a diluted message. It's really critical at that point that that your message be very simple, like I am the guy that handles bicycle accidents. You know, you've got to get that word out. It's got to be very narrowly focused. And and the less time you have out there in the market, the the newer you are in practice the more important it is that you really zoom in and narrow down that that focus. So as a young lawyer, I think, while I understand it's scary, and I think some folks are afraid they'll get stuck with something, they really, you know, later they think, gosh, I never wanted to be the, the, you know, the animal rights lawyer or whatever it is they pick. Um, But you've got to pick because otherwise you're just not going to have the business. You're not going to have any clients. You're you're not going to make it. Well, and it seems to me particularly important uh, for younger attorneys that, they be able to focus their energies also in developing the knowledge and skills in a particular niche uh, that they can then uh, market effectively because one right. of the issues is that you can't learn all the different practice areas. Exactly. And you've got to think of this whole niche thing as even more than just practice area. You've got to think about uh, geographic niche. You know, you don't want to be the lawyer for for all of Los Angeles. You may need to pick your little part of Los Angeles. And if you're going to be this, the particular kind of lawyer in that part of Los Angeles, you also need to narrow it down to you know, the, the, the types of people you're going to market to. Am I looking to spread the word among CPAs that I'm available for this kind of tax work? Or do I need to let, uh, you know, whatever it is, you want, to, you want to really narrow so that you can actually make an impact with that with that audience that you want to touch. So it's niche after niche after niche in lots of different ways. It's not just practice area. Now, one of the things that I talk to attorneys about, and I'm wondering what your take on this is, is once you've developed you know, this concept, this niche of where you want to be, you actually need to put together a marketing plan to really focus your efforts on how you're going to get that um, uh, you know, that message out that this is the niche that you're doing, this is what you specialize in, this is what you uh, are, are good at. 
um, they often just kind of reject it out of hand. Do you have that kind of uh, conversations with attorneys, and, and what's your advice to them on, on actually establishing a marketing plan? Yeah, you've got to have a plan. And I am. I tend to look at it, and I think maybe in a slightly different way than than some folks do. What I do is begin my plan with that ideal client in mind. I want to know who it is I'm trying to touch and what I want to say to them. And so, if I want to reach, and you know, we do family law, so we want to reach usually not people getting a divorce directly, but we want to reach people that can refer somebody uh, that needs a divorce because you know it's hard to know. It's very difficult to identify prospective clients. You know, who's out there thinking about a divorce? So we know that we want to talk to other lawyers, or we want to talk to marriage counselors, um, people like that, ministers that are in a position to refer somebody getting a divorce. So I begin with a picture of that person in my mind. And I think that's a good starting point for anybody. So if I want to reach a marriage counselor, I want to know what they read, where they live, where their offices are, um, you know, what they do for lunch. I want to start thinking about how do I reach and impact that person? What kind of messages are they receptive to? And I want to sort of start, I want to begin with that end in mind, that person that I'm trying to communicate with. And then I want to come backwards and build the plan to deliver those messages to that particular person or that type of person. And I think that's that just it just makes a lot of sense. And ra- rather than sort of looking at kind of big picture demographics and doing lots of big advertising and all that, you don't want to start with thinking about that. You want to start with thinking about how do I touch that person that I need to have make that referral to me or that person I need to have pick up the phone and call me and sign on as a client. And obviously there's, you know, in today's world, there seems to be a ton of different ways that you can reach out and and touch these potential referral sources or clients, depending on how you're trying to reach people. I noticed that, for example, that you and your law firm, I mean, you've authored a a book called The North Carolina Family uh, and Related Laws, which is published by LexisNexis. You do social media, you're on Twitter, you're blogging, you have podcasts, you have a video that feeds into your website. Um, how, how are attorneys supposed to narrow? I mean, assuming that you don't have unlimited time or unlimited money, how, how do you think attorneys should take their marketing plan and limit which one of these uh, places they want to uh, do their marketing message? Uh-huh. I think it's I think it's really easy if you decide that the person you need to meet is the um the CPAs in your neighborhood. You know, if if there are and you go out and you figure out that there are enough of those people that matter. So let's say there are 150 of them in the part of town that you're practicing in that do the kind of work that could refer what you need or could hire you themselves. You look at those people and you figure out what where they are looking and what they are thinking about. So if it turns out that the CPAs are all on Twitter, which I probably, which I imagine is not very likely, but if they are, then that would be a way to reach them, and that and that would be a great channel to communicate with them through. But if if more realistically, they don't look at Twitter and and maybe they read their CPA magazine or something, that might be a good place. But it may very well be that. They don't do any of that, and the only way to reach them is to call them up and invite them to lunch and get to know them and build your relationship, you know, over time. And so the answer to the question is really that you pick the, the you, you, you use whatever tools you need to use to reach the people you want to reach, and a great way to find out what how to reach them is to go out and meet them and ask them. 
It, it sounds overly simple, but it really works. If you want to meet those CPAs or those other lawyers or whatever, go and talk to them and say, hey, this is what I'm doing, and I want to make sure my message gets out to people like you. What do you think would work? So do you use networking groups to reach out to to these types of uh, folks, or how do you uh, reach out to develop this uh, network of, of people to ask them these types of market research questions? You know, we've tried things like networking groups, but well, if you go to a networking group, you're going to meet, you know, 15 people in 15 different um, occupations, professions, whatever. And and if you've done it the way that, that I do it, you really know that there's probably only one person at that meeting that you're all that interested in. It's probably the, the lawyer or the CPA or, or the mental health professional if you do what I do. And so instead of joining a networking group, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, I'm going to go find a mental health professional or a CPA or a lawyer call them up and say, hey, I've got my office down the block from you. I would like to get to know you. Will you go with me for coffee to Starbucks? And so I want to do this in the most efficient way possible. And things like networking events largely don't feel terribly efficient. Now, if I'm at lunch with this lawyer or coffee with this lawyer and I want to meet other lawyers, I'm going to ask the lawyer, hey, can you give me the names of two or three people that I can call and, and that I can say you gave me their names so I can do the same thing with them? And I, you know, it, it sounds like ridiculously simple, but it it works and it's 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 efficient and it gets you clients now rather than way down the road. So we're really talking, uh, what you're suggesting is kind of a direct marketing approach. I mean, really taking a look at who you're trying to get your message to and contacting those people as directly as possible. Exactly, and what you may find when you get to know those people is like. Uh, I just got sold. I just bought a, uh, a something from a person that approached me on Twitter. And um, what I think she figured out was that I'm pretty receptive to meeting people on Twitter. And, you know, that's just me. But she wanted to sell something just to me. You know, she wasn't trying to do broad marketing to thousands of people. She had something she thought I would buy, and she wanted to meet me. And I can tell you that she called my office 10 times. She talked to me. She talked to my assistant. We will never take calls from salespeople. But she approached me on Twitter, and I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, and so she figured out what that what that prospect, me, would, would, what approach would work. And the next thing you know, she was sitting down with me making her presentation, and I was signing a contract. Well, that's a, that's a great example, I think, of both effective marketing and uh, hard work. I mean, marketing is not necessarily an easy easy thing to do. You do have to spend some time on it. It's a, I think it's, a, it's the hardest thing we do. I think it's a lot harder than going to law school. Uh, the reality is, you know, we get into law school, we do what's expected of us, they kind of lay the plan out for us, and all we really have to do is keep doing it for three years. Marketing re- involves a lot of potential for rejection. It's it's scary going out and asking people to come to you as clients or to refer business to you. And uh, it requires you to get up and do something that for most of us is is something we really didn't want to do in our lives. But we are coming to realize it's like whether this was what you chose or not, it's what you better figure out how to do or you're not going to have a successful law practice. All right. We need to take a short break. Uh, When we return, we'll have more uh, about marketing from attorney Lee Rosen. 
Your marketing results can make other law firms jealous. To get more rainmaking ideas you can start using immediately, see the 60-minute on-demand webinar entitled Rainmaking Essentials. As a bonus for listening to this Legal Talk Network podcast, if you act now, you can view this $97 webinar for free. Simply visit abacuslaw.com slash marketing. That's abacuslaw.com slash marketing. You'll be glad you did. Want to tell a national audience about your latest successful verdict or large settlement case? We'll produce a video interviewing the prevailing attorney and distribute it online on the Legal Talk Network. Put the video on your firm's website, too. Call us at 781-551-9960. That's 781-551-9960. Welcome back to the Unbillable Hour on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Dow, joined by attorney Lee Rosen, and we're talking about marketing today. Lee, thanks a lot for uh, joining us again. And uh, let me just ask you a couple more questions uh, before we we wrap this up. But one of the things that I I wonder is where's um, where traditional advertising uh, works in today's marketing message for for the legal professional? You know, uh, yellow pages, newspapers, televisions. Is there still a role for uh, attorneys, especially solo practitioners and small firms, with those, that type of legal advertising? I think that it's really declined in its usefulness, but I don't think you can just say it's no longer important. I think it depends on whether the people you're trying to reach are looking in those places, and so. You know, the, like the yellow pages, there are there is a demographic that still uses the yellow pages. There, they are. You know, there there's an age group and a, an income group that that heads in that direction to get information. And if that's the demographic you're trying to reach, then great. And again, you find out what they read by asking them, and you go where they are. If that's where they get their information, be there. But there are so many new ways to reach people, and a lot of them work better. In my mind, you can't spend any money on much of anything on, on in advertising until you've done everything you can do in the search uh, world. When you've spent all you have to spend and you can't spend any more on search, so you're, you're finished with Google, Bing, Yahoo, the whole package, and you've done all the advertising you can do, then you go look at those other places. But search is so powerful now that that's got to be your number one place. So you're really talking about focusing your energy once you have a marketing plan on the on the internet where you're you're available to be found on Bing, on Google, Yahoo search, whatever. Right. Yeah, both both paid search, organic search, and once you've mastered that, once you've got that covered, then go out and explore options like Yellow Pages and TV and radio and direct mail and everything else. But you've got to have search under control first because it's really where it's at. Now, when we're talking about being on the Internet, I mean, do you think that uh, I know you have a, a very sophisticated website uh, and you have a separate blog. Uh, for att- attorneys with limited amounts of time and marketing you know, know-how, do you think they should do a, a website, a blog, some combination thereof? What would your advice to, to attorneys be? You know, it's a, it's a good question. If you, have, if you have a limited amount of time and you still want to market, um, you need to think about that. My experience is when people are really short on time, uh, and they still want to do marketing, it's because they're not charging enough. You should have plenty of time available for marketing. Raise your prices, let go of some of your less profitable clients, go out and do the marketing and replace them with better clients. 
But what, what should you do with that limited amount of time? I think search is very important, but fundamentally relationships are the key. And so you, if you have a very limited amount of time, I think you've got to be out building relationships with referral sources and with prospective clients. That's where you're, the, if you're really, really stuck on time, spend it building relationships. So back to that direct one-on-one type of uh, relationship building. Absolutely. You know, if you're shooting to get small business clients or, uh, or, or whatever, they're most likely to hire the people that they know and that they trust. And the only way that's going to happen is from getting to know them and being out and building those relationships. It's not going to come because they found your name on, on Google. Right. And what about um, for, for building a good website? I mean, assuming that you have that time and, you know, you, you've moved past this point where you're trying to just build a direct relationship, what do you think uh, makes for a, a strong website for an attorney? People come to the Internet searching for information. They, what they really want is a solution to their problem. If you, if, if you have a website that's all about you, you're not going to persuade them. They're not going to be terribly interested in you. What you need is a website that offers the solution to their problem. So if the problem is I'm getting sued for employment discrimination, the website needs to be about how you deal with employment discrimination and and how do you deal with those lawsuits, not about what a wonderful lawyer you are and how you've had wonderful clients. So you've always got to look at every marketing thing you do, and especially the website, from the client's perspective, look at what is the problem the client is trying to solve and show them how that problem can be solved. Then they're going to trust you. They're going to call you. They're going to hire you. Now, I noticed that you you really put that whole concept into work on your website. I mean, when I went onto your website, there's an initial video introduction telling me, you know, uh, basically what your firm can can do to help and then offering all these free resources for people to learn more about uh, the, the basically the problem they're trying to solve, in, in this case, uh, issue with their spouse. Uh, can you give me some examples of, of how you're giving away information to kind of drive business or, you know, show them what you do and what you think is effective for attorneys in general? Well, the best example is that we have a forum on our website where people post questions and our lawyers answer them all day long. Uh, might be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 questions a day answered on the website. So people are coming with a problem. They're not necessarily finding the answer or understanding the answer by reading the material on the site. They post a question, we answer it. Now, what we do is we keep trying to build the site to make it better and better and better so that we don't have to answer every one of their questions, so we can refer them to the information already on the site. But they're driving the construction of the site. Every question they ask is a tip to us. It gives us some insight into what problem we're not solving for them, and it helps us to put the answers, to know what answers to put on the site. So you said, it's again, it's going back to that person you want to get as a client, finding out what they need, and then giving it to them. It's really a very simple. You just have to work hard at, at giving it to them. Well, that's great. Uh, it's time for us to actually wrap up this show, but Lee, I was wondering if you could just leave our listeners with five quick tips to effectively market themselves if you have a second. Well, you mentioned one of them. You need to be an expert. You know, you need to immerse yourself and learn the practice area. Go to the seminars, buy the books, study the material. Just immerse yourself. To me, that's number one. Number two, tell the world that you're an expert. Let them know, at least that narrow part of the world that you care about, that little niche that you're going to focus on. Let them know exactly how much you know. Put it on your website. Send it out in written materials. Do everything you can to let them know that you get it. 
give it away. Take that information and give it away to everybody you can. That would be my, my number three tip. Number four, be human. Don't be a lawyer. Be a normal person in all of your interactions, whether it's on your website or at coffee with somebody or speaking at a seminar. Try to be like other real people. I think lawyers, sometimes we put these faces on, our professional face, and it just puts a wall between us and the client. So in all of that communication, be human. And finally, number five, just do it. If you're finding yourself making excuses for not going to coffee with people, not adding to the website, I'm too busy, I'm too this, I'm too that, you've got to get over it. If you want to have a successful practice, you've got to just do it, and you've got to do it now. Thanks, Lee. That wraps up this debut edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. And remember, you can check out all of our shows at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Well, I also want to make a very special thanks to our guest today, Lee. Where should listeners go if they want to find out more about you, your thoughts about successful practice of the business of law, and your law firm? Well, I've got a law practice management blog at divorcediscourse.com, and our law firm site is at rosen.com. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And you can find out more about me, Rodney Dowell, at www.masslowmap.org and masslowmap.blogspot.com and on Twitter at, at Rodney Dow, where I hope we can continue this discussion on marketing in 140 characters or less. Remember that you can also find this podcast and all Legal Talk Network shows in iTunes as well. And special thanks to our gracious sponsor, Abacus Law. We will see you next time on the Unbillable Hour, the Practice Advisory Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour. Law Practice Advisory Podcast with Attorney Rodney Dowell. Join us again for the next edition right here on the Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu interactive or download PLI's mobile app.